Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Six pounds, pounds. Good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to another episode of Sheologians. We're here today to put the... Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what are we putting the she in today? Wow, I'm not prepared for Yeah, that we forgot about, forgot about that <laughs> as well, soon as you started saying it. Oh, and then wait, the, the wait, patriarchy just showed right, up. Right, stop mansplaining. There's someone trying to mansplain <laughs> for us right now. I don't appreciate it. Um, We put the... Her and... Hermaphrodite. <laughs> oh, no. no. Get out of here. We haven't introduced you yet. We haven't introduced you Harem. yet. Also, harem is spelled H-A-R-E-M. Right. right. Um, what would you do without harem. the women? <laughs> okay, well, the patriarchy... I just saw the word. I looked it up. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's not how you spell it. Anyway... We put the her in her today. Okay? Yeah. You know what? Deal with it. And that's all you guys get. The, um, the word her is in there. This you episode. can check. Hurum is the most <laughs> severe form of excommunication. Oh. Okay. Oh, Hebrew. Great. So you didn't let me finish. <clears throat> He's already taking over the show, and we haven't even introduced know, him yet. Seriously. Unbelievable. So anyway, <laughs> my name's Summer, and I am here with my beautiful co-host, Joy. And Joy, I want you to know that if you were an international assassin who forgot your name, I would protect you. From all of the people who were coming after you, and I would also tell you your real name, which is Joy, <laughs> right? No. <laughs> oh dang! <laughs> Something well, else. you don't even know. <laughs> I thought you said you would tell me. I would, okay, but maybe not during... on the air because right. then the oh, people yeah. coming after right. you would know mm-hmm. how to find you. Right. Sorry, I forgot that I was a sleeper international spell. assassin. Um, but you are right. Um, well, I don't know about the by part but um you're right because i am joy as far as i know um we don't know and i'm here with my beautiful co-host summer white and summer if you were hurt i would attempt to develop a, ser- a serum to uh heal you and in the process i would become an irradiated superhero and then you would also and then we would um save the world of physically, of course, not spiritually. Right. No, we can't do that. I'm a heretic. But <laughs> the there her, is a her, the and her and heretic. heretic. Yep. Her and heretic. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. I can see why maybe we haven't done the her and heretic. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, and also, we have a third wheel here today. Um, right. He's already made. You, of course, have already heard him talking. He's already made his presence known. He can't help it. He's like a bear in a china shop because oh. he's Luke. The bear? I oh. put the he and the bear. Oh. <laughs> the. <laughs> huh. Luke is also our pastor, and he's also on Apologia Radio. And I'm also always on this podcast. And that's right. So, you guys. Right. Here today, we're happy to introduce you to the man that does the Sheologian scream Which in I'm our I'm not going to do it right now. Right. Uh, you're not going to do You already it? heard it. Well, our listeners already heard it. Okay, maybe you can close this out with that. <laughs> I'd really appreciate it. Luke maybe. also came up with Sheologians. I, I did. did. I will he take did. credit for so, that. Oh, Luke has a You're lot. You're welcome. Yeah, you guys actually do hear Luke a lot, and you wear 
the word he came up with on your t-shirt. Right. It's true. And we're just, we're so happy to have you here, Luke. <laughs> Why, thank you. Thank you for gracing us with your what presence. What exactly is this backtrack? Come on. It's the Gaithers. Oh, the Gaithers. Just for you. Thank right. you. Because you know how much I love and the Gaithers. for our topic today. Oh, okay. You know. I got you. I actually d- not a fan of the Gaithers. My wife and my children are. I know. They just really? went and saw them last week. I know. Aww, my so two-year-old cool. and six-year-old. Yeah. Well, it was Gaithers or Hillsong, so. Well, we don't want to upset <laughs> the pub, so we went with the Gaithers. Yeah, we went with the Gaithers. <laughs> uh, so, Joy, you had a fun question yeah, for us. I actually have a question. Okay. Um, okay. And it has to do with, um, does have to do with superpowers. So, this is, I'm going to basically just ask you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, what superpower you would have, mm-hmm. and then I'm just gonna tell you like the stipulation okay. of your superpower, okay. and I've okay. come up with one for both of you that's Sweet. particularly painful. Can't wait. Oh, <laughs> so painful, great. Right, and then you I guess know. you can decide if you still would want your superpower, right, with stipulation. Okay. Okay. okay so, if I could summer. choose any superpower, it would definitely be time travel. Mm. Okay, so uh, Summer, yes, you are time girl. Okay, you can travel back and forth in time, and you know, according to some scientists, maybe in other directions of time. Ooh, okay. Even, I don't even know oh. what that looks like. Interstellar uh, right. type of. Okay, right. Mm-hmm. You could go to Coblob. 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 He called it Coblob. Um, anyway, so welcome to Inside Jokes here with Sheologian. So, so you can do all those amazing things. Yeah. Okay. Um, you can change the timeline, maybe, mm-hmm. but you can also not change. I mean, the the timeline right, corrects choose, itself, right? right? Yes. Yes. Um. So anyway, but every time you do that, mm-hmm. you have to use the improper your. Oh, <laughs> like on purpose? Yes, you know it's wrong. Oh. <laughs> y o u apostrophe r e becomes y o u r oh. and vice Your. versa. <laughs> Would I even be myself at that point? This is like asking me to give is up. Is it worth it? My is time travel worth it? Because you know why I would do it anyway? Because I could go back right. in time to when this became an accepted. Thing that and do a lot of confronting and just <laughs> and I would just mess with it so that when I had to use Y-O-U-R when the contraction is supposed to be used instead so that it would be proper but only to you <laughs> let me get around this Joy Tembe let me around it or I'm never going to tell you your real name <laughs> you're never going to know your real name oh it's I would do it anyway I mean, it would hurt, but I would not give up time travel. Right. I mean, it would. I'd be embarrassed my whole life about what kind of terrible person I am that I don't know the proper your. But at least I could still use there, there, and there, right? Yeah. Okay. But okay. also, you know what okay. you could maybe do? Maybe this could be a way around it. I'm oh. not even sure if this works in okay. the time travel universe. But um, you could use the improper your. Okay. Apologize. And then go back in time. And fix but it. But you'd have to use it again. Oh. But at least, at least you... I did. You apologized. Okay. And they won't right. remember, but... And they won't, as long at as least, they won't remember. At least you were like, hey, so look, I know it's wrong. <laughs> I have to do it. <laughs> if you want me to fix your life problem, then you have to let me right. be this way. Right. This horrible way. Right. 
wrong your user. <laughs> okay, Luke, <laughs> what is your um your most desired uh, power? The oh, ability okay. to eat as many donuts as I want and never get fat. Okay. Does that does that work? Uh, that would be a superpower. Okay. Be, okay. So that is an amazing superpower. I think so. But you know the contingency on that is clearly it hasn't worked for me. Every time you see a pizza, you have to spike it to the floor <laughs> and do a touchdown. Dance. Well, I mean, if I can eat as many donuts as I want, it doesn't matter. Is okay, do pizza it. better than donuts, though? Yes. Yes. They're both looking at well, me. Well, depends like if it's crazy. breakfast or lunch. I think pizza. Well, it cold doesn't really matter. In the morning is the best. Not well, I have it donuts. He's not gonna have cold pizza. He's gonna have floor pizza. That's right, <laughs> floor pizza. What if it like actual the take the pizza out of the box and spice? Yeah, it? you actually have to take it out of the okay. box well, and throw it on the ground. You know? <laughs> can I just get another pizza? There's a it's every pizza. Every pizza, every pizza you pizza? see. Okay. So, like, even if you're in a restaurant and someone has a pizza on their table, you have to pick it up and throw it on the yeah. ground. And then when they get mad at me, I just say, feed me donuts. <laughs> Watch this amazing <laughs> thing I do. <laughs> Summer made the mistake of drinking. Do you see drinking. my body? It's eaten 3,000 yeah. donuts today. Today. So that in the last you, hour. your pizza was just a sacrifice yeah. for the greater good. It's right. Oh, my gosh. I almost just... I can only imagine how that would benefit society. Right. Okay. You guys. If someone was like trapped under a pile of donuts, <laughs> then you could save them without eat, any consequences. Eat them, eat them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a glorious maybe, day that would maybe be. Maybe there will be some sort of like donut themed um, race. Uh, no, donut themed <laughs> villain who like fell in a vat of fryer oil. He that, would definitely be one of those plain donuts. <laughs> <laughs> He's the villain, the donut villain. He's like the plain donuts with nothing right. on it. Like the worst. Is there kind? such a thing as a plain? Yeah, donut? yeah. Old what fashioned. Old oh, fashioned. Oh, but they have the sugar on it. I call them the sugar frosting. Mm-mm. No, not even any. I frosting. call them Just the dessert of Satan. Cake donut. Oh, I kind of like those. Satan's donut. Sorry, is that offensive? I like those. Just both regular, they're both. It I is a little regular cake, cake donut. It is with a little. I wish you guys could see the way they're looking at me right now. Well, so you would be the donut villain. I mean, <laughs> that travels in time. Yeah, and yeah. uses the improper your. <laughs> oh man, shame on you! It's like the worst character that's ever existed. I don't even know how to. How do we move past this? Okay, <laughs> just spike a pizza on the ground. <laughs> you throw it on the ground. Yeah, and you're so not a part of the. And pizza. do a touch on dance. <laughs> okay, so anyway, hey, here we are. Um, now the show's over. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so today we are going to talk about growing up in the church. Yeah. Because well, all three of us grew up in the church. Yes. Right. But we have three very different experiences. Yes. Growing yeah. up in the church. Mm-hmm. True. Um. I would say my experience was odd. From the story you told today, yes. Yes. Well, the, okay. So the story I told today, <laughs> um, you guys were trying to, what were you talking about? You're trying to think of who grew up reformed? Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. I think at Apologia, probably just you. Okay. That's an adult. Right. right. So, right. I remember, and I will never forget the day that my dad had to tell me that Arminians will be in heaven too, um, because I cried. Um, it was very upset. It was upsetting to me um, because I didn't know. Like I really thought they had a different gospel, and I thought everyone needs to believe 
to not be an Arminian, and it just like upset me. Did you feel like you'd been lied to your whole life? I I didn't feel like I'd been lied to, but I was just like, how can this be? Like, how can you? How can it be consistent? How can this be? Like, how can people have this view of God? And it like made me sad. Mm. It like legitimately made me yeah, sad. And as then, it should. And then I started um, trying to evangelize all my friends, and I made them read Romans nine. Um, because I thought if you just read this one chapter of the Bible, yeah. then you'll totally I mean, agree yeah. with me. Um, how does, how is it not working this way? But I was 13. <laughs> so everyone, please forgive me. Um, and that was just my, that was my experience growing mm. up. I mean, I mean, I, I said on our episode with Sai, one of the things we did and I forget, I think I was around, I was around the same age, like 12 or 13 in one of our Sunday school or no, it was our Wednesday night class. Cause my dad's church has prayer meeting on Wednesday. Oh. Um, and in that class, we memorized the 12 and 13 year olds memorized Romans one. That was just like what we did. Mm. So maybe I have had a weird, I don't know. It's normal to me. You pull, right. you pull the George Bryson and said, read my dad's book. <laughs> yeah. Read my book. Read his book. I did hand out his yeah. books. Like mm-hmm. I was like, here, please read the Potter's freedom because it'll change your life. Yeah. And I'll see you in heaven if you don't, I guess. <laughs> like, really upset. But anyway. So when do you think you came to Christ? I mean, that I wasn't a Christian then. I was a teenager. But <laughs> Can't be both. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no. <laughs> you might think that sometimes. <laughs> That's not what I meant. That came out wrong. Yeah. But even, even then, as a 13-year-old, I would have consented to... Christianity being true mentally like I would say like Mm. Jesus is God and the Bible is true and whatever but I didn't have a saving faith yeah and I didn't have like a and I talked about this on iron sharp and iron sharpens iron Mm -hmm. I don't have like one of those crazy conversion stories where like the sun shone and I had like a moment of like Oh, you know what I mean like I would say it was like a thing that happened over time like a repentance that happened over a short short period um, when my parents' faith actually became my faith. But, Mm. you know, people do. They talk about, like, what's your conversion story? What's that, like, moment? And people, some people do have a moment that they can Mm. look back and say, like, this is the moment that God saved me and gave me a new heart and new eyes. Um, And I I don't know if it was a product of being in the church and already mentally, like, believing that all of this is true that it was like a more, I feel like because of how I grew up in the church, I had more of like a, not like a Jesus is Lord moment because Mm. I always believe that Jesus is Lord, but I had more of a, I am such a horrible sinner and I need Mm. to repent moment. Um, And I don't know if that's like a normal thing if you've grown up in the church or not, but that was, that was how it was for Mm. me. Mm -hmm. But for the record, this is not a baptism discussion because I know there's going to be, certain right. people right now that are wanting to go that direction. Um, <laughs> but the, well, the reason I wanted, I asked to do the show specifically is because I have a similar testimony and I used to always hate, you know, like Jeff would get up and tell his testimony and all this crazy stuff and then right. be like, oh, like, mine sucks. Boring. <laughs> right. You know, and so right. growing up in the church, uh, you know, my grandparents, great-grandparents were missionaries, you know, like I grew up in the church. I was at church all all the time. Loved being a church. Wanted to be a church. Said a prayer when I was four. Right. No, I wasn't saved then because I just didn't want to go to hell. You know, like I remember doing it. Right. But right, like I'd never had a moment like that where, 
you know, like you said, like the sun shone through the clouds or whatever. So like, you know, was never any any, any trouble or anything. Was a good kid, loved being in church. Um, but I think there's maybe a moment for me when I was like 19 or 20 where it was the first time I actually was ever discipled, which I'm still angry about. You know, I was like 20 years old, and finally somebody You're not decided gonna let that happen again. Heck no, techno. <laughs> so like, yeah. So like, I I finally Wait, can was. We, can we stick on that? What do you mean by that? Like you were, you said you grew up in the church, but it yeah. wasn't until you were 19 or 20 that you were finally discipled. What do yeah, you mean by that? Like, okay, so what happened was, um, my my wife and I we were dating at the time, but um, our best friend, mutual friend that she grew up with, um, he he grew up in the church as well, had definitely was not a Christian, but was also at church all the time and, you know, lived like a heathen, even at church. Um, but he came to Christ and then his uncle, uh, then decided to disciple him and we went. And so we were disciples. And what I mean by that is just like learning, like the basics of theology, understanding scripture, knowing where to go. That's when we started getting into evangelism, you know, and knowing what to say to Jehovah's witnesses and one of Pentecostals. So like growing up in the church, I never was taught any of that stuff. You know, I could, I went to Awana's and like, could, you know, like do Bible verse. What? Awana. Do you know what Awana? Mm-hmm. Join What's us. That? Approved workmen are not ashamed. What? What are you guys talking <clears throat> about? Oh, you missed Awana out. is like. You guys were too Baptist, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I also I did know. Caravan. <laughs> what is Caravan? Stars. I don't even know. Um. Awana, I'm pretty sure. Actually, maybe I never did Awana, but I just knew of it. What is Awana? Awana, it stands for Approved Workmen or Not Ashamed. That's why. Oh. I said it. So it's like a it's like a program, it's like a kids program where yeah. you memorize scripture and learn. Yeah, it was story. It was pretty, it was pretty like awesome. Oh. You know, but it was we had like Awana Olympics, like crafts, and two games time back to back Awana like Olympic that. champion right here, son. You know, I don't understand. So. And this is a part of a church. Um, yeah, actually, like, Awana isn't. It's like an out of church yeah. program. Like it can but a lot you like invited been. into your church yeah. and oh. do the implement that program. Oh. And then some churches have their like own version. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So yeah. Anyways, so point is, even though I memorized all those verses and got my points and earned prizes and stuff like that, I never was actually taught really deeper than that. And really, even I think the point is like not just being taught scripture, but like actually being able to think for myself and be mm-hmm. able to defend scripture. Mm-hmm. And so there's a, there, there's a possibility that I, that might be actually when I came to Christ. Cause that was the first time I remember like being excited for theology. Right. Right. You know, I can remember even in high school, like there was a girl I really liked and I remember thinking like, if I could just get her to ask Jesus into her heart, then I could go out with her, you know, like, <laughs> right. like, right. That's not the gospel. So like, right. You know, so that's kind of, so the reason I asked if we could do this show, because I think it's just encouraging to people with similar stories, like, hey, and you, and I want you to say what you said when we were getting ready, is like, um, you know, it's still awesome, even right. though it seems well, boring yeah, and I not mean, a lot of baggage. Like, Yeah, going from so. death to life is never right. boring. Like, right. you have a wrong view of the gospel if you think your testimony is boring, because you never, like, tried right. to, whatever. Right. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I think that... Uh, I think when you grow up in the church, it does feel a little different because you have all this, like, long-term exposure, and then you get saved, and so, like, it's it's hard to, like, tell the difference mm-hmm. as opposed to not ever being exposed to church right. or anything like that, and then all of a sudden you're like, whoa, this is totally different, right. obviously. 
Because if you grow up in the church, you're used to, you wear your church clothes every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, you're already in your church clothes. And so right. what's really different can sometimes at first feel like it's just on the inside. Right. Yeah. As opposed to on the outside. Because you know how to behave at church. Right. And you know right. how to behave exactly in that context and so it's not like such a stark difference like right. i've never gone to church and i've never you know been a part of this community right right so i i mean i get that and yeah. as a parent you can you know vouch for this like i want my kids to have a boring testimony yes right, right. That's oh what you yeah want. Like, i don't want you them want to, have like, to have an that. exciting Please. testimony well, you because know, like, they're still like even for the person that never um like rebelled mm-hmm you still have rebelled. Right. Like, You're still, so that, right. I mean, that's because that's really like, I did a lot of rebelling even when I was in Christ. Right. Um, which does happen. Yeah. Um, Luke can, mm-hmm. Luke I can vouch, can vouch for that. For that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so, uh, you're not just because like you don't do the crazy hardcore stuff when you're a kid doesn't mean that you're good and that was what so um for me growing up i grew up in church and like at church all the time multiple days a week all that you know um and at a certain point i just kind of decided like oh well you know this is this is cool and my friends are there and it teaches like some good things i'm confused a lot about other stuff like about a lot of the stuff. Um, but it's like more of a cultural thing that my family does because I'm like, I was a, as a kid, I was basically pretty good. Right. Except I still had like a potty mouth and I was, you know, like I lied and I, I was still, yeah. And, um, but then I was, there was a lot of stuff about the gospel that I never understood. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, this is just a cultural thing. Like, none of this is consistent. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense. Right. So this is just something that, like, people do. And it's fi- Like, it's really no- of no consequence. Like, it doesn't go either way. Right. Um, and then when I was introduced to uh, Tulip mm-hmm. in the youth group, <laughs> right. it was the very first time I'd ever heard the part of the gospel where, like, I couldn't save myself. Mm. I seriously, I don't remember, and it's possible, I know my mom will listen to this, and she'll be like, I told you, but I don't remember, I don't remember. I told her too, Linda. (laughs) I don't remember um, a time before I was 16 years old ever hearing, like, you, it's not about uh, being really good. Mm. That was the first time that I had ever heard that. Right. And And it actually, so for as much as you hear people being having like a very strong aversion to total depravity. Right. I was like, that actually makes a lot of sense. Right. <laughs> I was like, cause I was a basically good kid. Like I was good in school, um, right. had some friends right. like to have fun, like a very average, normal kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, not, there was a lot going on that I didn't talk about. Um, and so, um, you know, on the outside, essentially, it right. looked very nice and normal and good, but I never felt like a good person. Right. And that was where a lot of mm. the inconsistency came from. I was like, well, I do bad stuff all the time. Right. But so if I just show up to church and like everything looks really good on the outside, mm. then that seems inconsistent to me. So when I found out that I actually wasn't good mm. and I, I would have arguments with people about like the basic goodness of humanity. Right. Um, 
And it like never hit me until I heard about total depravity that like, mm. actually that makes more sense. Like that allows God to be consistent. Like God right. is consistent in that moment. And so I didn't have uh, any aversion right. to reform theology because it actually answered. It was a little free. It was an answer to the doubts that I had. Right. I was like, actually, maybe this isn't just cultural. Like maybe this is actually a thing. Right. And I just wasn't being discipled well. Right. Yeah. Um, mm. I don't really know Back when. That. Right. Exactly. I don't really know when exactly I got saved, but that was definitely like right. a game changer right. for me. So I have a question for you guys because yeah. I've heard people talk about this before. But um, so if you don't grow up reformed, like if you believe right. that like you have to, you have to be good, you have to want Jesus, but you right. know inside your flesh doesn't right. want Jesus. Um, I've had people tell me that it was it was exhausting for them growing up in the church because they felt like they were constantly having to like rededicate their lives to Jesus, mm. like they would fall into sin and then. It was like, oh, no, I have to clean this up. But they never really could. They never right. really could do it. And so they felt like they constantly had to, like, get saved right. over and over mm. and over. And it was exhausting for them. Yes. Um, that was why I just, yeah. like, I think that's why I kind of neutralized it. Like, I was tired right. of dedicating my life every, rededicating every every camp, every every Wednesday night at my caravan or Stars or Iwana or whatever mm. thing you did. Um, and every Sunday at church, you know, um, and I was like, none of this works. Like I keep dedicating my life to this thing that's supposed to make me better, but I'm actually still a really bad person. So my, like my conclusion was that this is not anything. This is just a thing that people do. Got it. Mm. Um, and that being said, I was respectful of our culture, whatever. I still went to church. I still had fun. I still did all the stuff, but I don't, I like, I can't. Uh, there were nights when I would like lay in bed, and I would like keep asking for forgiveness and keep mm-hmm. like rededicating my life mm. for fear that I had sinned in that moment, mm. and yeah. I like wouldn't. It wasn't working. I would like die in my sleep and right not be in heaven. Right. Mm. So I have a pastoral question. Yeah, on if this I can topic. real quick before I answer that. I, yeah. For me, it was more like real easy like the whole easy believism things you know ask jesus in your heart type of thing so i i never experienced that aspect where it was like exhausting because it was like oh yeah i asked jesus in my heart when i was four but what's the deal oh it was like a one time yeah got you my, know got my card yeah stamp. yeah like here's your see you in heaven card so like so you totally believed in perseverance of the saints before you even knew it right yeah okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just weren't a saint yet right right yeah and i mean um i can't i mean coming from that background even but it was also very legalistic Mm, um, right. So I can remember even going on a missions trip. I know I was saved at the time. This I was probably twenty one, maybe twenty twenty one. And uh, the the guy who, who I love very much, the the leader of the organization, you know, was like he he made sure to go around and and ask everybody like if they had that moment. And he was asking me, and I was like, no, I haven't had that moment. And, but I know I'm saved. And he was like, he's like kept pressing on me like make sure you have that moment like before you leave this trip. And I'm like bro like step <laughs> off like you know but that's but that's the kind of background i came from where's that that time right you can write it like down an and experience salvation is yeah. like like bungee jumping experience <laughs> right like, yeah. they want it people want it to be it's right like yeah and it's sorry i don't keep cutting over no, go ahead. i was just gonna say it's funny talking about being rebellious my, i think my rebellious stage came after i was 
I know for sure I was saved, but it wasn't rebellion against God, it was rebellion against legalism. Right. It was like, oh, so, I can have a tattoo, oh, I can drink beer, oh, I can smoke a cigar, oh, I can do all these things uh, to the glory of God, and it's not sin. That was my rebellious rebellious stage, and so and it was just funny, like, right. rebellion against that. Rebellion. Yeah. yeah, isn't it? Yeah, I'm weird, I know. I got rebellious against God because I was actually being discipled and held accountable for my <laughs> sin, and I was like, Ugh. I don't like it. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> That's hard. I'd rather not. It is, it is hard. Yeah. So my question okay. for okay, so we're reformed, so we'll raise our kids reformed. We're not going to raise them with this idea that they have to ask Jesus into their heart. Right. We're not going to raise them right. with this idea that you know they have to rededicate their lives or right. something. Um, that's not something we're going to do. So my growing up in a reformed church, and I'm glad that I experienced this because I think this this might be what can what our generation of kind right. of this. Well, like you said, it's normal for you. Right. But it's really, like, in terms of our generation. Right. If you grew up in the church, it's definitely, like, the things we've said are probably stories you'll that are more common. Right. So and it is, you do have an interesting perspective. It's, it's different. Yeah. So my thing was growing up reformed, and this is what I'm going to try to save my kids from, mm-hmm. you know, having to go through mm-hmm. or think about, is... Is for me, it was like, okay, well, I can't save myself, so right, I'm not saved, and mm. there's nothing I can do about it. Right, kind of like flippant, apathetic yeah. attitude. Like, well, I can't save. I knew I couldn't save myself. Yeah. I knew it wasn't a matter of me, you know, having to dedicate yeah. my life over and over. I didn't have any of that. But what what I did have in my sin and my rebellion was. Well, if I'm not elect, I'm not elect. What do you want me to do about it, God? Right. You were hyper Calvinist about yourself, right? <laughs> and I think that's what you can fall into yeah. is right. is when you're a sinner and you hear this this kind this theology preached at you. Yeah. What's your sinful reaction going to be? Yeah. Right. It's going to be well. Okay. What do you want me to do about it? Oh yeah. well, God's not surprised and He's not expecting to hear from me, so Mer- I may as well go do my right. own thing. Right. But from a from a pastoral place yes. and, a, and from a parenting yes. place. You know, what do you say to a kid who says, I know I'm not a believer. Like, what do I yeah. do? And and it, it was. And then there there did come the point, I think, when God was softening my heart that yeah. it like hurt me and it made me sad because I'm like, I can't I can't change my own heart. God, yeah. like what help me? What yeah. do I do? And obviously, you know, the answer is that God will. If you want your heart to be softened, then God already yeah. gave you that desire in the right. first place. If it's a real desire to right. repent and love God, then that yeah. desire can only have come from God. I get that. But how do we um, how do we pastor our kids? How do yeah. we shepherd our kids? How do we disciple our kids when they're growing up in a Reformed church? That's a great question. Um, and, I mean, ultimately the answer, ob- answer obviously is just to keep pointing them back to Christ mm-hmm. and they're showing them their sin, but showing them that their sin is the result of a heart issue and just constantly pointing to Christ and the gospel. I mean, I'm even more experiences even with my six-year-old right now. She's been asking a lot of questions, um, and to be honest, I think she's very close um, to to God saving her. But um, she's asking a lot of questions, you know. And and so, you know, even the other day, Cheryl, my wife was talking to her, and she was like, "Well, I don't know if I'm going to heaven or hell when I die," mm-hmm. you know. And so, like, that's a moment where you like point them to Christ, to the gospel. You know, this is how, this is what it looks like. So that that'd be my ans- my short answer. Right. Your question. Yeah. Right. Like if anyone came up to you and said, yeah. I'm not a believer, you would give them the gospel. Right. So I guess. Right. I, I think with our kids too. Yeah. And and with our kids too, even in the littlest 
discipline issues, it's always about the gospel. Right. And Douglas and Nancy Wilson, you've probably seen those. They're like amazing yeah. answering questions like this. It's everything's about the gospel. So even if it's, you know, disobeying, if it's hitting your sister, whatever it is, it's somehow a sin issue and everything is pointing back to Christ. So Absolutely. Yeah. It's just, I, I don't know if you guys run into this, but there are times when, because I grew up in the church, the most basic questions can elude me because I will want to overcomplicate them mm. because to me, the answer is so obvious that I'm like, right. okay, well that can't be what you're asking me. <laughs> right. Um, you know what I mean? And it, that's like, a, that's a problem. It, it's a problem for me. Maybe it's just me, but like well, growing yeah, up, you get used to it. You're just used to it. And so, um, it's interesting in, in parenting, i I'm finding this cause Clementine will ask me the most simple questions and I'll immediately want to talk to her about, Infralapsarianism. Right. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> let's, right. Let's back this train We're up. We're not there yet. Um, yeah. But, you know, and then I just try to think about, okay, well, how was I raised in the church? How was it explained to me? Um, but I, I don't think there's ever going to be a simple way to explain the Trinity to a four-year-old. No. Um, but you know, right. like, so we're, we're walking along and then I'm telling her God is everywhere. She's like, can God hear me right now? Right. Yeah. So she's like, God's everywhere. Am I sitting on him? You know, right. it's like yes. the, the way yes. their brains think. Right. It, it's just, it's a new uh, stage of life for me. What yeah. about, uh, what did Evie say that one time about David Bowie? Oh yeah. So yeah. So we've been having those same discussions with Evie and honestly, that's, I think, I think she's hung up on cause just the Godhead. She's like, so there's three gods. And I'm like, no. Right. And so we're trying to get her to understand it. But, uh, yeah. So one day she was like playing with some girl at the park or something. And she's like, mom, I, I think that, I think her, I think she, uh, is a Christian too. And Cheryl's like, well, well why? And she's like, well, cause she likes David Bowie too. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. I don't think you are grasping the gospel. You know, oh, I so, love them. But this is, if I can say this quickly, this is one thing I love. I've mentioned this on Apology Radio, but, uh, I love this aspect of, uh, homeschooling and like catechism. Something I don't think any of us really saw what happened but like when Evie goes to the park and she plays with kids from the neighborhood she assumes they know who Jesus is and they go to church and she'll just like without hesitation just be like where do you go to church you know and these kids are like I don't go to church and then but like she's already like it's like programmed in her to like share the gospel and she doesn't even know what's happening right so just stuff like that's really cool to see yeah right I love that yeah anyways yeah it's awesome to see kids growing up with discipleship basically right Right. because i think at some point the the church decided like we need we need the gospel light for our children right right because they won't they'll have a lot of questions and we won't be able to answer them right and um you know they'll be in children's church and we can't have all the kids asking all their questions to their one person that's running their children's church class right and so I think at, at a certain point it became like culturally acceptable for us to do gospel light. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, right, without even realizing it, it's like, wait a minute, did my kids ever get right full gospel, <laughs> like right. full fat gospel? Right. Like maybe right. they never did. Maybe they know the Bible stories, but right. Maybe they never even heard mm-hmm. that they need someone right to intervene yeah. right. for them before God. Right. Because they're not inherently good right mm. i don't understand the whole culture people tell these stories and i'm like what are you talking about <laughs> right like i don't i don't get it one, th- one thing cool too if i can encourage even just 
parents with young kids. Um, this happened to us the other day. So if I can brag again on my daughter, like she, we do blessing bags at Apologia, which is just their bags with like toothpaste and combs and stuff like that that we hand out to homeless people. So my six-year-old, she calls the homeless people the blessing people. Oh. <laughs> but she actually gets angry if we like drive by one and we don't give them a blessing bag. You know, sometimes you just can't stop or we, we're right. out or whatever. Right. So she asked on her own to help the pe- Claudia and Shelly who put the bags together. She asked if she could go help them put the blessing bags together. Mm. And, you know, Cheryl and I were like, oh, that's really cool and stuff. But, like, I told Claudia and he was, like, crying. And oh, I'm like... right. But I'm like... That's what it makes me want to do. Right, but for, from our from our perspective, because and especially Cheryl, because she sees her every day and she gets right, tired right. of the disobedience and the beating up on her sister. Yeah. And she didn't even like think about it the way that Claudia did. She just was like, "Oh, yeah, that's cool," you know, blah blah. blah. <laughs> right. But then Claudia's like, "No, like that's really awesome. Like God's working her, and right. you know, and so like, but those are again are the things that we as parents even with our own kids don't see right. necessarily f- from an outsider's perspective. So yeah. anyways, if I can just encourage if anybody's listening that has small kids and catechizes and does homeschooling and stuff like that, like you can see God uh, working on the hearts through even little stuff like that. Right. We do. We, we miss it because we're, we're the ones doling out. Yeah. Right. Discipline. Yeah. See all the sin with. also. We see yeah. all the sin all day long. Yeah. And it's easy to. Because probably that. in that conversation of Evie saying that, Cheryl was like, yeah, that's great. Get your hand off your sister. You yeah. know, like. <laughs> right. In the same context. Yeah. Get on her head. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So. I know. Every time I find Clementine doing something to January, she's like sitting on her yeah. or she's like holding her and it's like a chokehold or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, you have to stop. She's like, but I love her. Yeah. And I miss the part where. She just loves her sister so much. Right. She has to be close to her because I'm just I'm seeing the part where she's not obeying me. Right. <laughs> um, right. So well, yeah, so that really being true. said, if someone, if a little someone said something sweet or loving to you this week and you're not their parent, you should tell their parent. Yeah, you should. That's should a be good like, thing to do. Guess what? Little mm-hmm. soft-hearted thing. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Your kid true. said. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I have a friend who, um, her son went to his homeschool co-op and like all the kids went around and they did prayer requests and he wanted to pray for the little kids in Syria Oh! and the parent that was teaching the class that day said she just like burst into tears (laughs) right right absolutely (laughs) just like little like it's you know like they have little tender hearts they do yeah i know it's easy to miss when you see all their sin all day (laughs) yeah right that's the point right (laughs) okay well hey luke yes our sheologians intro person oh man i can't do that thanks for coming on our show i'm like a little (laughs) my pleasure i'm glad i invited myself i'm glad that you did too yeah this all happened because luke was like hey i'm coming on your show to talk about this (laughs) and we're like okay that like we we didn't ever invite Luke, and we didn't ever invite Jeff. I know. And I think it's just because I do a podcast with you guys already. I know. It's like, you know, these nerds. I know. <laughs> but our I get it. Authority. I, <laughs> I get it. I mean, it just never. So yeah, I've had a bunch of people. So why haven't you had Jeff on yet? And I'm like, oh, that's a thing. <laughs> I, I could invite Jeff Durbin on my show. Right? Yeah. And it would happen. <laughs> He's gonna come on, guys. Yes. If you're listening to this right now, we have already. Uh, picked a topic to discuss we have. we're not going to tell you what it is that's right but we are going to do a show with jeff durbin we are and and then today you just listened to our show with luke pearson yes 
Lucky One you. One more. Right? Lucky you. No such thing as luck, Summer. You should know that. Oh. Right. Oh. I thought you were raising this. Oh. And reformed, especially. Um, right. Blessed us. <laughs> That's what I, we are so blessed. Um, yeah. I, quickly, if I can say something to that. Mm-hmm. One thing that, like, ultra-reformed people do all the time that drives me crazy is, like, mm. you know, normally I'd be like, hey, see you tomorrow. And and then they're like, well, if the Lord, Lord wills. Willing. And I'm like, just stop it already. <laughs> stop. We just know. Just stop it. I was not. Oh, I forgot about the Lord for a right. second. I Wait was, a minute. I didn't because I'm I forgot I'm that God is sovereign <laughs> when I said, I'll see you tomorrow. I feel like, oh, yes, I know you're reformed. <laughs> You get it. You get yeah. ten points for reform. Ten points to Gryffindor. <laughs> if I was reformed, I wouldn't know what Gryffindor is. Anyway, um, <laughs> hey, so keep helping us out on Patreon. Go to yes. patreon.com slash sheologians, and you will get that show with Jeff Durbin. Right, because that. that has not been recorded yet. And right. if we have to shut things down here because we have not met our goal... Then you will never hear this show. It. And it's such a good topic. It is. Guys. I'm really excited. It's going to be like a two-hour-long show because oh, yeah. right. the derbs goes for a while. Well, and it also happens to be a thing that I'm super obsessed yeah. with. Yeah, oh. I saw your guys' eyes light up. Like, both of you <laughs> kind of looked at each other with these, like, the glint like, in your wait, eyes. Can't wait, can't oh, wait. I think I know what it is now. So, we'll tell you when we're done recording, but only right. if you do Does the Does it involve... I... N- yes. <laughs> I don't know what... I knew it. I don't know what's happening right now. I knew it. Oh, my... It involves God. discipline. What? Okay. So, um, speaking of discipline, <laughs> I guess a summation of the show would be disciple your kids well. Yes. Yes. Um, Confront And don't do gospel light. Don't do gospel light. Because it leads to a lot more rebellion. Yes. There will always be rebellion, but it leads to a lot more rebellion. And the best testimony to have is the least amount of rebellion yes. possible. Yes. Yep. Quote boring. End quote. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. Cool. All right, guys. Amen. Well, uh, Luke, thanks again for coming on our My show. My pleasure. Anytime, you know where to find me. Head us up on patreon.com slash theologians, and we'll see you next week. See ya.